Welcome back to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Hauk, founder of the international online coaching business, Team Ange. I'm an expert in building muscle and losing fat, a natural figure and fitness pro athlete with the UFE, and a lover of everything personal development. I'm a mom, a businesswoman. Most days, I just feel like a hot mess trying to keep it all together. I spent the first two decades of my life overweight, tired, hating vegetables, and living off Pepsi. I got sick and tired of feeling tired every day and decided to transform my life. This fitness and nutrition podcast is dedicated to educating and empowering listeners on all things training, nutrition, and personal development. I'm on a mission to help you improve your body, achieve your goals, live a confident and fulfilled life stepping into your full potential. So let's help you transform physically and mentally to a person that's been hiding underneath all along. Let's do it. Hey guys, it is great to have you here for today's episode. We are getting very intimate and raw and having an open discussion all about how relationships are affected during contest prep when your partner does not compete. So this is actually a roundtable discussion with my husband and another couple, so another married couple where the girl competes, her name is Dominique and Eric does not compete. So we had a really great roundtable discussion all about the positives and negatives of what that's like for the relationship. We give some tips of how you can support your partner and just different things um, that you may be suffering from and you need some suggestions for. So I think this is something that unfortunately a lot of people really don't talk about. There are some things that are happening while you are in contest prep or when you're going through a fat loss phase that can really have a massive impact on the relationship and unfortunately I think a lot of people suffer in silence and they don't talk about what's really going on so we dive into how contest prep can affect your sex drive how it affects like that your moodiness the emotional roller coaster and how date nights are influenced just all the crap that you're going through so that you know that you're not alone if this is something that you're suffering from and then also just provide some really good perspective about the entire situation so without further ado this is our roundtable discussion with Dominique and Eric Myers and my husband Jamie Zato let's do it hello 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 Dom and Eric how are you guys doing so good so good. Are you <laughs> lying? You're in prep. <laughs> I know earlier we were talking about on our bliss tribe that I've like mentally just been like kind of exhausted. Um, but I just got done with the workout. So I like, I have that energy right now. The natural high. The natural high. <laughs> good stuff. So good, good stuff. Well, guys, we do have four people on today's conversation for the podcast. We have Dom and Eric Myers. These guys are hanging out in San Diego, I believe. Yeah. Very good. And we also have myself and my fiance, Jamie Zato. And uh, you guys may remember Jamie. He was on an episode. I forget what month ago that was, but he is back. And we are talking all about how contest prep affects a relationship. 
both positively and negatively, because I think people try to sugarcoat this shit. And when I showed Jamie what we were going to talk about, he's like, whoa, we're getting deep. And I was like, well, people don't talk about it. And that's the unfortunate part is that, I don't know, when you brought it up to me and like brought it up in a conversation, you were just like, does this ever happen to you? Because you don't know what's going on. So I want to really shed some accurate light in a very honest way for somebody out there who may be suffering. So first of all, I want to kick off and... Can you guys just tell us, in a nutshell, maybe in one to two minutes, your love story from Eric's perspective? The the real story? <laughs> one to two minutes. One to two minutes. Okay, so um, we first met in college through friends. The real story is she was dating one of my best friends when we first met. And uh, it was uh, just kind of a, a drunk party night. And... Um, we had a good conversation, but didn't really think much of it, obviously, him. And then uh, didn't really see each other much for a, a few years, but we stayed in touch just, you know, online, social media. And then uh, it was like two or three years later, she reached out to me one night. It was a Friday night. She was a little tipsy with her girlfriends and uh, sent me a Facebook message. And I uh, was pretty much just like, hey, you know, how are you doing? How are you been? Um and I was like, oh, make, make the move. So uh, we got together for, uh, she slid into the DM. Uh, we got together for, for Chipotle the next day. And uh, honestly, I knew right then and there that she was the one. Uh, and the rest is kind of history. Ugh, so cute. Who picked Chipotle? I think that was my that call. Was you. I absolutely <laughs> love Chipotle. And luckily, she was running a little late. Um, so I scarfed down my burrito before she got there so she didn't see what a pig I was. So it all worked out. Nice, nice. That's fantastic. And Jamie, I'm going to get you to shed some light on our love story in one to two minutes. Well, I can tell you it never happened at Chipotle, but uh, <laughs> very good choice. That's for every, sure. um, a little bit of similarity, though. Like, Ange and I met in college. Uh, we weren't dating at the time. I think she had a boyfriend uh, at the time. And we kind of met up again in BC after the fact. And then it wasn't until about maybe three or four years later, uh, she had just got back from backpacking through Europe. And I reached out to her. We were both single. And it, it ended up that we were supposed to meet up with some college friends. Uh, I think one other person came. Uh, so we all had drinks, and then sort of Ange and I hit it off, and then the rest is history. So that's about it. Six awesome. years later now, six years under the end of uh, August. Yeah, and I'll just sidebar. The funny part to that entire love story is that my best friend somehow knew all along that me and Jamie were going to get together and have babies and get married because whenever we would hang out, she was like, let's just see what Jamie Zato is doing. And I'm like, okay. So we would, we would call him and leave the most ridiculous voicemails. And it would be like, Merry Christmas. Hope you're doing well. And he would just like wake up to the weirdest voicemails from us. But I don't know. From like, across the country too. Cause I was in uh, BC at the time. And I think you guys were back in Ontario. Yeah. So. Yeah. Too funny. Sharina is, Sharina is a little bit of a matchmaker, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so let's move into now talking a little bit about the contest prep stuff. So 
Dom, you are pretty close to showtime. So, in a nutshell, how do you feel? Um, lately, just like exhausted, tired, hungry, bitchy, sassy. <laughs> um, yeah, little to no patience at all. But. <laughs> <laughs> I have I, I agree. the best, the best support system that I can ever imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think everything you just said, Jamie can like attest to because he gets to live with that all the time too. <laughs> well, what would you say, Jamie? About your competition prep, like your your, your chronic moodiness, yeah. And your, uh, <laughs> Your constant, I don't know. Sass. Sass would be it. Yes. Sass, definitely a lot of sass would be the <laughs> word for sure. Um, you'd probably look great on like an America's like top model, like running down that stage with a little bit of sass. That would be your thing right now. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> I would say that you guys are on the receiving end in a very interesting way because you have to deal with us 24 hours a day, most days. And we just thought we should get your perspective on what that feels like. And I don't want you guys to sugarcoat it because behind closed doors when there's no microphones, we know the truth of how you honestly feel because I'm sure you've told us. And so let's just lay it all out there. The biggest things that drive you so crazy about us being in contest prep and just what it really feels like. I'll get Jamie to go first. <laughs> it's going to be nice. fun. Okay. Um, yeah. I, in all honesty, yeah. So the stuff that drives me nuts is, you know, you did, there's no regard for, I guess cleanliness is one thing with you and you just kind of like <laughs> let everything be. You're not really the most uh, cleanly person to begin with. He doesn't like, mean he doesn't mean personal hygiene. He means the house being a fucking disaster. Yes, like it's, it looks like literally a tornado went through everything and uh, clothes on the floor, like random dishes all over countertops. Uh, like it looks like you tried to make up some concoction with three different types of foods. And it's just splattered all over the oven. Um, it, it's just one big mess. I mean, we already have like a two and a half year old. So um, it's almost like a second kid's on the premises. But um, and I guess like, yeah, I mean, we already touched on it. But like the, the sass is a big one. Like you just go from this loving, like adorable person to I don't even know. Like I forget the chick's name in 101 Dalmatians, like Cruella <laughs> Deville. But you are just like so angry at life. I mean, maybe it's because you have to cut your diet down so much, and you you're kind of like hangry, as they put it. But I don't know. That stuff is just—it's crazy. Like I'll never know what I'm walking into after a day of work. Like it, it could be, it could be like a bomb shelter or something. Like it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I would just like sidebar with that is like, you will be like, laugh more, just be happy, just right, smile. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I want to be fucking horizontal and like just die right now. But yeah, no I cannot ambition. smile. I cannot yeah. like, 
anything. Um, and like, let's be honest about the sleep situation. Oh God. <laughs> like, first of all, typically when you are contest prepping, I guess it's not so much different than other nights, but like you are a major starfish type of person that basically needs to hoard all the covers, blankets, <laughs> everything possible, like wrap myself up in a cocoon. There's no room for anybody else. And that gets a little annoying because I basically am falling off one edge of the bed. So I would just like crawl into the spare room to actually get any remnants of sleep for even a few hours. But yeah. And then when you do try to cuddle, what do I say? It's always not now. <laughs> it's just always, always don't. No, it's always like, don't touch me. I need it. Like I, not now. Like I'm not in the mood. And like, like as if I'm trying to always make a sexual advance at you, <laughs> which I'm not all the time. It's just, you're, you just are having none of it. Yeah. I'm not having any of it. And I'm like, my sleep, my sleep. And then you're just like trying to get sexy time on. And I'm like trying to sprawl out so that we can't get sexy time on. <laughs> oh. You're literally like a bear that like would want to go into hibernation and just not be woken up until spring. Like I you know. are the grumpiest sleeper alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And I would just, one of the other, I guess, like big things is like when you try to have a conversation with me, I'm just like never in the fucking mood. <laughs> No. You're just no. like, oh, babe, like we're getting married. Like, how was your day? And I was like, not now. Yeah. Don't yeah. want to talk. Don't have the energy to talk. You're like, okay, well, have a good day. <laughs> you also like try to go to bed at like 6 p.m. That's because I want to get it to breakfast so I can eat again. Yeah, because you get up at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I don't know how Eric feels about all this stuff, but. Yeah. He's um, been nodding his head the oh, entire yeah. And I'm laughing because I'm like, sounds like he sounds so familiar. <laughs> so I'm sure Jamie can um, relate, but it feels like, uh, so we live in a, a high riser apartment, right? And there's two of them right next to each other. And from the time I wake up until the time I sleep, it feels like I'm on this very, very tiny rope in between the top of these two apartments. And if I make any wrong move, I'm falling off and I'm getting sass for the rest of the day. It's just like everything is under a microscope yeah. and uh, anything I do wrong or say in, a, in, in the wrong tone just gets the death look. And uh, yeah, it's, like you said, it's a lot of sass and like we work together from home most of the time too. So now I'm, I'm always trying to look for reasons to get out of the house, uh, just to get <laughs> some space. <laughs> Um, or let her go to sleep first and, you know, stuff like that. But it's, yeah, we're just under a microscope and anything we do kind of wrong or, uh, or not the way that you guys want is, <laughs> uh, it's a death look, at least on yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. It's hard out here for us. Like this is just, I don't know how else to put it, but it's, it's a, it's a battlefield. It really is. So I heard one thing that's super interesting uh, from some other competitor, some guy, and he said, like, when you're in this part of the prep, you look your best, but you feel your worst. So that, too, is, like, super interesting because 
on social media and like, you know, it's our business to like share progress and like share the journey and share pictures. So like everyone else sees and like, Oh my gosh, you look amazing. You're doing awesome. And then like from our perspective, we're like, she's a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the funny part about it is Jamie gets these messages from people that are like, Oh, isn't Ange doing such great things? Like, la 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 la. She looks so great, and he's like, "Well, she doesn't wear her sexy bikinis for me, and she's yeah. not like, she's not this high energy, bubbly person with me." So he's getting like the real, you know, like the real us. So he's also uh-huh. like, "If they only knew what goes on." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, you do. When you get down to like low body fat percentages, you really are just like existing now can you guys touch on any of the negative things when it comes to intimacy sex drive like all of that do you feel as though that's something that comes up for you guys in your relationship too definitely yeah yeah um it's just like you know i mean jamie is kind of touching on over like when you kind of want you know cuddle or whatever it is like even if you guys like dom doesn't say it i definitely feel it like that there's not that there's not that the usual you know kind of like intimacy there so yeah. it's, it's definitely like a, an unspoken feeling or like energy in the air that's like and it's not really talked about right because mm-hmm. you don't want to be like why don't we have sex you know and stuff like that and she's like why can't i eat peanut butter and ice cream you know <laughs> yeah, yeah so uh it's it's like an unspoken energy at least from my my perspective and um yeah <laughs> i think energy is the key word there too like i feel that with you and a lot when you're like prepping and then like i'll even go to try to give you like a hug or something and you're just like slowly like inching the other way or something like that like you're just not into it right because you just think a hug's gonna lead to I don't know, like a little more touchy-feely for some reason. And so you just try to, like, put the kibosh on it from, like, the get-go, right? So Mm -hmm. I can relate for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to be, like, completely blunt and honest with all of this. One of the things for me is that sex feels terrible when I'm, like, less than 15% body fat. Like... It just feels like there's no lubrication, so dry, like, so, I don't know. You just, I don't know how to describe it other than to say, like, sex is the last thing on your mind. And, like, I don't know if it's, like, your body and your intuition, like, just saying, like, your goal right now is not to try to make fucking babies. Like, I feel yeah. like, I feel, I feel like that's what goes on. And that's what's like taking over our bodies. And we can't really explain why it is. But it's like your hormones are just saying like, okay, like this person cannot have a baby. Um, yeah. Now, Eric and Jamie, do you guys ever feel in those moments of rejection? Do you ever feel as though we're not attracted to you or feel as though like, does it diminish your own self confidence about yourself in any way? Yeah, you're not. <laughs> I didn't know if he was going to say something, but no, I mean, no, yeah. absolutely. Like, I think the frustrating part is, and like for bikini competitors, like journey, like the whole thing, right? Like at the beginning, you guys are bulking, right? And, and at least from our angle, like she's very insecure about her body, 
right? And, and so, like, you're putting on this muscle, you, you have more fat than usual. Uh, and, like, you know, from then until now, like, I always think she's sexy. It doesn't really matter. So it's frustrating because, like, at that point, she's like, no, don't touch me. I'm bulking. I feel eh. And then, like, now you guys look amazing, right? Like, you look so good. And, uh, but it's still like, ah, eh, don't touch me, you know, for those, for different reasons now, hormones and all that stuff. So, um, I, I think, I guess I kind of learned it the first time around, <laughs> which has made this time like, so what the going back to the question, like it definitely hit, you know, like it hit hard, like self-esteem and stuff like that the first time. And we didn't really talk much about it. And I think this time was just easier in the sense of just like, I expecting that you know I just kind of figured that out at this point so um, yeah it's frustrating you know but and you, you try to you know I'm gonna support you and you know I love you <laughs> I think that the toughest part is like that women don't understand bikini competitors like we don't care what your body body fat percentage is and we don't care you know exactly how you look it's it's usually you guys that feel those insecurities, right? Because we think you're sexy as hell, but um, it's just, you know, we we wish you could see you as we see you. But I don't think, like, it's a physical thing. I think it's, like, how, like, I feel in my body. So, like, how you're saying, like, when I'm bulking, like, yes, right. I do feel a little insecure because I, like, put on this extra weight and I'm not really comfortable with like all this extra weight yeah. and then when we're like in prep it's like that like how Andrew was saying just like some I don't know it's hormones whatever it is but just like that that like sex drive or just like that feeling of just wanting to do anything else and that's going to exert more energy or I don't know what it is but just like I don't know just like the thought of like, it's not that I don't want to be, like, intimate with you. It's just that, I don't know. It's so hard to explain. But it's just, like. The way that. I like to describe it is, like, hunger is a very, like, intuitive thing where your body's like, hey, you're hungry now. So when you're, like, not having sex drive, I feel like that's what's going on is your body telling you, like, it's giving you the signals and saying, like, hey, not time to have sex. And I feel like it, it's taking over and we can be in our thinky, thinky brain being like, come on, get horny right now. But you can't. You can't. You literally can't control it. It's like the same thing. You can't like think yourself out of being hungry. You're fucking hungry. So I think like yeah. so often we're like, I want to control this or I want to, you know, like we feel guilty because we're feeling that way. But it is something that is outside of our control. And that is that's kind of the hard part about it, right? Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now, what about your date nights and the amount of time that you spend together? How do you think prep has an impact on that, guys? Jamie, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely think the date nights, like, they're just not there, right? So it's the scheduling's all off. Like, you know, you're doing your own thing. You're meal prepping to the max. You're on your own schedule like i said there's nights you're going to bed at six in the evening right and or like right at seven like we'll try to get theo down and then it's kind of you're going to the bed same time as him so any date night or anything like that's really non-existent because i just don't think your body's allowing 
for you to be up that late hour and wanting to do those things. You just don't have the same energy you normally do or, you know, the same drive to want to do those things. So, I mean, I think our date nights of prep is like Netflix and chill, right? So that's that's about it. So it's it's not – I just think that when you're training to that capacity and, and prepping, it just changes the whole landscape of just your regular routine. It's a completely different routine. And, and, and you went through this for – an even extended training period for your last show, which which you did really, really well in and all the hard work paid off. But like you started prepping in like August. Nine months. And, yeah. Yeah, the show was in May, right? So I mean that was even longer than it was almost like you were back to basically carrying child again. Like it was the same like extension of I'm just in my zone. I'm going to be doing what I'm doing. And, and that's that. Right. So it's just, there's a lot that goes into it. Right. It's a full, when you think of a nine month preparation, like that's a long time, right? Like you're, you are in every sense of the word, the term athlete, right? Like you guys are putting your all into it and you know, you're going for the gusto and it takes a lot of dedication. I think it's an admirable thing as much as, you know, I, I might sit there and complain, well, you know, I feel like I'm not really a piece of the pie at times, but I think it's something you can sit back and go, wow, that's pretty, there's not a lot of people that have the grit and determination to do that sort of thing. And I think that's why it's so unique and it's an admirable thing to watch. Uh, and, and it's something you can get behind and, and, and support, absolutely. That actually leads so beautifully into the next section which is the positives so the things that are fabulous about dating a fitness competitor so you just named that thank you jamie i love you now eric your perspective what what are the good things about dating a fitness competitor i mean he nailed it it's it's the determination it's so inspiring just to be around and like i mean this is the best shape i've ever been in right just from like trying to keep up with her and this is the closest I've ever like watched my calories and macros and not that I'm a hundred percent, but, uh, it's just, it's like this, this power, this energy kind of takes over just being around someone like that. Uh, just kind of inspires you to, to step up your game. And, um, I think that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, seeing, seeing someone take on something as tough as that. I'm like, oh, shit, I can, you know, what else can I do? I need to step it up. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What about the food? Do you think there is a benefit of having somebody in prep cooking the food at the house or do you find yourself cooking the food, Eric? So we, I mean, we go grocery shopping together, but then we are completely separate. She does all her stuff. I do all my, like, we don't really, I mean, she, I mean, she would like prep me like some rice and, you know, so chicken, stuff like that sometimes. Whatever I have extra. Yeah, but it's, it's her extra, <laughs> it's her leftovers. I'm like the dog. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I definitely need to be very careful. You know, I, I can't, I can't make my eggs and bacon past like six o'clock and I need to do my best to eat my food earlier in the day so she doesn't smell it. That's the big, the big thing around here. Um, and then like going back to, you know, what Jamie was talking about with date nights is when you brought that question up, I was like, I hadn't even thought about that. We haven't had a date night in so long because all our date nights are pretty much revolve around like happy hour after dinner yeah and having a bottle of wine or stuff like that so when you said that i was like holy shit like we haven't had one for 
I feel like ago. our date nights lately have been like taking Nala for a walk, yeah. <laughs> like a long walk. Like that's like our date day or watching a movie, yeah. but that's, it doesn't feel like. It's not the same. Yeah. It's definitely not as intimate. And, yeah. But I, I mean, it's, it's good time. That's not like it is quality time together. It's mm-hmm. just not, not the same. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she going back, she makes me step up my, step it up with food and everything like that. So that is really cool. What do you think, Jamie? Yeah. I mean, Eric made a lot of good points and, and I just think when it comes to the food, I mean, I'm basically an extension of you, Ange. Like you will meal prep and make all these, you know, tasty veggies or you'll get into cauliflower rice and we'll have chicken and fish, chicken and fish. Cause you're not, you don't eat steak, you don't eat pork, like that sort of thing. So I would say definitely when you're in the middle of a contest prep, like I'm reaping the rewards definitely from the diet side of things because every time I'm eating something for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's, it's going to be at least three sound meals. It's more or less for me the challenge is to watch anything in between, right? Because you're pretty laissez-faire. Like, I, I've got a pretty bad sweet tooth and stuff like that. So you are you can sit there and watch me crush, like, a bag of Sour Patch Kids and not even bat <laughs> up. And you're just like, yeah, no, I don't have the temptation right now, which I think is hilarious because I'm just, like, shoveling it in and can't get it down fast enough. Well, you just watch me eat it, and you're just like the Terminator, stone face, and you're on a mission. So... I mean, that's pretty cool, but I mean, I could do it. I don't know how you do it, but uh, I guess your will is a little better than mine. But yeah, definitely with the, and again, to touch on the date nights, like, yeah, you just don't really have them. It's not the same. And it's, it's, they're just few and far between. You get the odd time when Andy's going to like refeed or something or gets the go ahead from her coach and you're like, sweet, we can have like a glass of wine or two, or, you know, it's just like a nice, it's almost like Christmas, right? You're just anticipating <laughs> opening, you know, the wrapping paper. You're like, all right, let's let's break the cork off this bottle together. It's perfect. But uh, yeah, I, I I would agree with what a lot of what Eric said. Like, it's it's just, you know, like you guys are lucky. Maybe you have a dog. You can go for a walk, and that's pretty cool. But you can enjoy some time together. Well, we could I mean, walk our. We have, obviously, we have Theo. We can take him to the park and and do things with him, or go to the splash pad and. And it's awesome, right? And but that is that is the extent of your you know date day or date night, if that's what you want to call it. When you're in something like a competition prep, it's just it's the little things, right? So it makes you appreciative of you know the things you have around you for sure. For sure. Now I'm interested in us sharing some good takeaways for our audience about tips from both perspectives. So tips as the competitor and then tips as the partner. Um, so these are just a couple that like came to mind for me. Um, so don't ask me to skip the gym for a date night because we're going to schedule it in for a different time. I don't know if that pisses you off or if it ever happens between you two. But like, Jamie, you guilt trip me when it's like, oh, do you really have to go to the gym? Yes, I fucking <laughs> have to go to the gym. You know I have to go to the gym. But why can't we yeah. just have a date night? I'm like, babe, schedule yeah. it on a time that's available in the calendar and we'll do it. Um, so that was my tip is that you can still have like your time together. Just don't ask me to skip the gym for the relationship. Um, don't make sarcastic comments about my flexing. And... <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, you know. And about my food, you like to, you like to make the sarcastic comments, and I'm like, yes, I'm fucking eating fish again. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me that I'm eating fish again. Oh, but you're also it just. It doesn't a- help that I'm just naturally such a sarcastic I person. Know. I yeah, know. I know. For sure. I do it in good fun. It's, you it's do. Fun. You do. But sometimes I don't have the patience for it during prep. Um, <laughs> just saying. And then the other one was to go to the gym together so that you have time together. Even if that means that you're, I don't know if you guys are like this, but we will still drive in separate cars or go separately because we'll be there for different periods of time. But you at least get to be there together. Yeah, yeah we usually steps? like go to the gym together, but Part we'll ways. break off when yeah. we get there. <laughs> Nice. And then if like if I finish early, I'm like, well, I'm gonna go home now and yeah. eat. <laughs> we learned that the hard way. Yeah. One time she was waiting for me for like half an hour. And she was not happy. She was really hungry. Yeah, so we learned that one. <laughs> yeah. Now, how about from your perspective, Dom? Any any uh, tips? Tips. Like things that drive you crazy that are like, okay, for the relationship to survive, this is kind of what I need. You know, this is because like sometimes they don't even know what's bothering us. And then you just fucking explode. And they're like, why are you exploding? Was it that big of a deal? But it's really like those little itty bitty things that are just you don't know why, but they just irritate you really badly in a prep. (laughs) Um. You can you can think about it, Jamie. What about yeah, you? Any about any it. any tips for partners? Tips from like you know to hang in there and just deal with it. From my perspective, that's what you're talking about. That's your that's your tip. Hang in there. <laughs> I think my tip is just try not to get like too discouraged with everything. Like you know, Eric was mentioning earlier, like the first time through it, it was probably way easier and I felt the same way to be a little more maybe sensitive with it all might be the right word but feel feel like you know you were part of the issue and it's 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 just something the second time through learning and the third time through that you know I'm just expecting these sort of things a little more naturally now and and not to get easily offended with you know the odd comment or because it's just not it's I, I understand what you girls are getting at now like it's just not it's not that you guys aren't into us it's just your, your body's sort of telling you one thing and, and your mind's telling you another and it's just kind of pulling you in different ways and it's it's easy i think to sit there the first time through and go okay like am i the problem or like like is there something i need to be doing to sort of you know get her attention or get her back on the right track but I really don't think there's a lot you can do. I think you just kind of have to ride the wave and, and sort of stay the course and, and just be supportive. And it, it might seem hard to do at times, but I, I think it just gets better and know that like, you're not training for like five consecutive years. Like, yeah, it might be an eight or nine month period that seems like eternity at times, but it, it, it gets better and it comes and goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say to, that it's never personal. I know sometimes it feels when we dagger you, it feels really personal, but it really, our intentions are not to hurt you. Even if at the time it comes out, like not in the way that we went to, because immediately after we say it, as soon as we flip, immediately we want to come back to love. And like, we are like, Oh, why did I say that? But it just like, it just black, 
comes out sometimes in an emotional <laughs> outburst. Oh. And yeah, to, to go off of that, I think I have my, my tips. So even though I may be wrong, the answer should be yes, babe, or okay. <laughs> Without attitude. Without attitude. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and also, don't tell me how much how much more food you have to eat. <laughs> yeah. Or that you're hungry because you don't know how I feel. <laughs> yes, yes. What about or me? If, if you want a bite. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that one. Yeah. It's I not think... helpful. That's not helpful. Yeah. It's not helpful at all. <laughs> I think mine would be, uh, and Angie touched on this, but like all the those, like we can't read your minds, right? So the answer is like always communication. Like let us know. You know what does bother you and let us know you know how we can help because we don't know what you're thinking and by bottling it up it's just not healthy for either person and the relationship so um, and you got a lot better like this time around like just telling like asking me you know let me know what's going on um, but the first time was pretty bad like we just can't read your minds and I guess that's just relationships like in general like just communication and not assuming the wrong intentions again, like when you were saying, Ange, like always assume best intentions, and we all mis- make mistakes, but come back to love, just like you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Now, do you guys have anything else that you want to add for the listeners? I would say, like, especially because I'm assuming a lot of your audience is, you know, bikini competitors or they're about to um, do a competition. So, like, Especially for those ladies and guys too, like refer your boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, whoever to like this podcast, um, especially like first time around. I think it's really helpful to hear this kind of stuff uh, mm-hmm. because you probably think like no one else does this or goes through this stuff. So I would say send it to your, your partner and let like make sure they hear this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can think that something's wrong with the relationship. You really can. Like, you can be like, why do I feel this way? Or what in the world's going on? And that's why I really wanted to have this conversation with you guys because not enough people talk about it, especially, like, a lot of competitors also have their boyfriend or girlfriend who's a competitor. And when they're both in it, you kind of both are just kind of knowing all about it and you don't really see anything about it. But from this unique perspective, it does really shed some light in a way that I think is profound. So... And especially, like, couples that, like, they're not, like, they're both not competitors. And then they see, like, couples like us on social media. And they're like, oh, like, they're, like, I have a lot of people, like, message me. And they probably message you, too, and just saying, like, oh, you have, like, the perfect relationship. And, like, like you guys probably don't have any problems. And you guys are just so perfect. And, like, we're not, like we're probably having the same feelings as you are and you know we're going through the same like obstacles too so just like letting them know that they're not alone and we go through the same stuff 
Especially when you have a lot of sunshine and roses pictures, because you're not gonna have a sad panda picture on your on your Facebook page <laughs> or your Instagram page. You're not gonna be like, oh, I'm so sad. I'm gonna put this picture. Yeah. Or like the angry, like tossing the stuffed animals at one another, or whatever is happening in your life. You're not gonna show that on social media. And even if you put it in a caption. Sometimes people don't read the caption, so they don't really get that that clear picture of it. So thank you for opening up in such a raw, authentic, awesome way, guys. I love the way that you guys show up in this world. It's freaking awesome. So, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah. This is fun. Much needed. Mm-hmm. It's a little uh, counseling session for all of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny because Jamie was like, Jamie's yeah, like, a little deep session. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, Jamie's like, what are we going to talk about? I was like, well, you know, the ups and downs relationship. He's like, oh, but do we really need to talk about it? And I'm like, we're going to have fun. Come on, come on. It won't be that bad. And I think you had a little bit of fun, Jamie. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I, I thought that was, uh, I think it's definitely informative for, you know, first time sort of competition goers or, or couples going through it. So, yeah, I thought it was great. Cool. All right. Well, guys, it's probably only about five or so wherever you, you guys are, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say enjoy your evening, but perhaps you're going to bed pretty soon here. So. All right. Cool, cool. Well, we will catch you guys someday soon. Bye for now. Bye. Take care, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Hope that you enjoyed that roundtable discussion with Dominique and Eric and my husband, Jamie. It was certainly awesome to be able to open up in such a vulnerable, raw, authentic way. So as always, know that I appreciate that you take the time to hang out with me every week. We will catch you next time. Bye for now. Guys, I'm on a really big mission here and I want to transform 1 million lives, but I need your help. I can't do it alone. I want you to take this episode, share it with just one person. Maybe it's a friend or a family member or maybe a coworker, just one person who could really benefit from the information in this week's episode or perhaps a previous episode. That is how we create impact. That is how we get this movement going. That's how we take people from feeling tired and just not having a fulfilled life and we put them into fulfilling their full potential. So I challenge you guys to share this with just one person. It would mean the world to me. And as always, head on over to iTunes, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. They come out every single Thursday. That is my commitment to all of you guys so that you guys can continually grow, expand, and fulfill your full potential. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. Lots of love. Ange.